0: have until the count of five.
1: I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number.
2: You got to the count of five. Welcome to the God Till 5 podcast with me, your host, Max Curtin, and a wonderful and talented and beautiful... Mr.
3: Jesse Benz, this, this is wrong! I always say your name and you say mine. We introduce each other and it's beautiful and you've ruined say it. Say my name. You've ruined Say it. my
2: name. Say my name, you suck
3: it! Um, but the thing is, right, um, but now that we've gone by, um, I
2: can't... <coughs> how many, hang on, how many weeks are we going to do this joke for?
3: Um, at least another... We're going to do it bi-weekly, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but since uh, since this has happened, right? I um, it feels like a real event. This podcast, like when it was weekly, it was starting to get on my nerves a bit. But doing it like this, it feels like we have all this catching up to do, and we're chatting away, and it's just lovely.
2: This is why shows take two hours now instead of an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, well, it
3: did last week, didn't it? Last bi-week, oh, it yeah. did.
2: Yeah, so thank you for everyone for your patience on the on the bye week one. Uh, you still checked it out, so that was great. And uh, this is episode twenty, Jesse. Is it episode twenty? We're twenty. We are Well, oh. le- no, we're not legal completely yet.
3: Well, we're not in America. Um, we are in England, though. It's all that matters. All that matters. Yeah,
2: we can't yet drive a car abroad. Good point, very good point. But in two weeks' time, we will because that's how it works. Um, since last week, there's been stuff happening wrestling, I presume. but, oh, but more importantly, more what's importantly to though, us, we have been nominated for an
3: award—an <gasps> award, a Canadian award, no less—which about, um, about time makes us international.
2: Yeah, it's about goddamn time.
3: Absolutely, is. I mean, twenty. Come on. Like and now we've finally been um, been nominated for the award of our dreams. And what is that award, Maxwell?
2: Um, best guest on that podcast, on that the podcast. Finger styles. Yep. Um, so he's allowing us kindly to go and simulcast over to the podcast. Who knows if we've won? Who know? Well, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, why would we go on the show if we haven't
3: won? <laughs> what a stupid waste of time! But shall we um, jump over there? Should we
2: jump in, check in with Steve and find out the results? Banging. Next category. Favorite guest of the year. Did
1: you vote for this?
0: that has gotta be me, right? You, you,
1: oh my god, bro. You're not a guest. You were a co host and you lost yeah, that voted, category. Yeah, I
0: voted for a guest was the
1: Don't the, reveal the... your votes okay. because it might tip okay. off who the winner is.
0: Okay.
1: Man, have you never watched a fucking an award show before?
0: If you ask me who I vote for, I'll tell you, but okay, we'll wait until you reveal the winner.
1: Thank you. Okay. The nominees are Reese Davies, bonus episode five, Knowledge is Power, Kristen Maldonado, episode 51, A Female POV. Max and Jesse from the Gatto Five podcast. I can't see what episode number that was, but go check it out. <laughs> this is how prepared I am. Too, it's all masterpiece fault. And lastly, Infinite Repeat, episode fifteen, Infinite Repeat interview. Are you done with the ghetto fucking sound effects again? Okay. And the winner is. Max and Jesse from the Gatto 5 podcast
0: Hey now, uh, congratulations guys
1: And you, you see how good I am All the way via satellite Is it? Could it be? Do I have the guys from the Gatto 5 podcast? Yes you do
3: I think we might be here
1: Uh oh You like that eh? You like that production, uh, production quality
3: Look at that. It's 2018, this is the internet yo
1: I know <laughs> You could go anywhere
3: I know, it's amazing. This is like, this reminds me of, um, so we're putting this on our show as well. Oh, no problem. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so this is like a um, the w- last WCW Monday Nitro, like the simulcast with
1: WWF. Yes, it is, isn't it? Well, b- yeah. b- before we go any further, let's do some introductions here. I have my bumbling fool, once in a while co-host, Richie here.
4: Hey,
0: Richie. And- <laughs> oh, my God, I'm like fanboying up listening <laughs> to you fucking guys. <laughs> we love you, Richie oh thank you no need no need to be no need to be so kind (laughs) yeah okay we'll be uh
3: um, we'll meet somewhere in the middle i get crueler the more you get to know me
1: well and just so you know now now i get to gang up on richie he is not a wrestling fan and he makes fun of wrestling fans how about that
3: Whoa, whoa, Richie! Whoa, hang Richie. on, Richie. I mean, what what is there possibly to make fun of about watching sweaty, nearly naked men cuddle each
0: other?
2: Absolutely nothing.
0: Okay, l- l- listen, listen, there, fruit flies. <laughs> I told Steve, <laughs> I told Steve that I grew up, all right, with Hulkamania, brother, and all that other shit, brother, and Macho Man, the Randy Savage, everybody. I grew up and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right? But after a while, I don't know, I kind of drifted away and, you know, when, once UFC came, it was like, hey, well, these are sweaty, na- really touching each other for real. And I kind of <laughs> like that. <so.
2: laughs> it's a fair point. We've all got it our levels of uh, sweaty people. So, you know, that's just how it is. And by the way, you just did an amazing Hulk Hogan impression and an oh. amazing
3: Macho Man impression. But you didn't. That when you mentioned Stone Cold, you didn't do a Stone Cold impression, so I'd like to hear your Stone Cold, please.
0: What? Oh? Listen, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> you know, so cold, but, you know me, I've it's drinking. Good. I've been drinking like Stone Cold Steve and I'm on probably my ninth beer right now. Awesome. Well, so, you're you're well on your way.
1: Oh I'm my all, god.
0: On my way. Okay, but, so yeah, I'm. I'm so richie you, you, richie the
1: attitude, the attitude. this guy he doesn't yeah. let no one get a word in richie richie i need you to take a back seat for yes. two seconds because the real men are going to talk about some real sports okay because i know you don't know what the go hell on, is going go on okay quick rundown go since ahead. i have you guys on elimination yeah. chambers coming up what do you think is going to happen
2: it's all kind of up in the air with the elimination chamber. Um, Let's
1: just do the, built the the, two the raw mean. side
2: of it really well. I really like how they've kind of built up the raw side of it. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm hoping for maybe I think Seth Rollins tells a better story for winning it personally. Right. So that that's what I'm kind of rooting for.
4: Okay. I'm
2: backing Finn because I'm an
3: absolute mark, and Finn's my favourite wrestler on the roster right now. So even though it probably doesn't make that much sense him winning, I just really want him to. But the thing is, they've done so much on making it look possible for other people to win. If Roman just goes ahead and wins it now, which is what we all knew was going to happen all along, right. I think it's just going to piss everyone off more exactly. than it would have done before. Do you know what I mean? Because it's felt like they've really given them an out, but they might not take it.
1: Yeah, I'm actually more intrigued in the women's match to see what happens there, because literally anyone could win out of that one.
2: Yes, right. yeah, I no idea what's going to happen there. Yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping Alexa retains, or maybe Sasha. Maybe Sasha would be a good shout. Yeah that because be nice.
1: yeah, I think Sasha and Asuka would have a, a better matchup than than Miss Bliss.
3: Yes, I agree, definitely.
1: Okay, how about this? Not not to be mean, but I like to poke fun at a lot of things. And did you guys watch the most recent episode of Raw and the Asuka interview? Uh
2: yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: Okay. <sighs> how how to be politically Okay, there's no way to be politically correct on this. Um why has she not used uh teeth whitener yet? <laughs> like you could tell her teeth are fine, they're just very yellow. Like they just yeah. it's like a spotlight coming out of her mouth every time she speaks now.
3: Yeah, you know what? I haven't actually noticed that, but no? your, that 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 might be a glass shattering moment for me that you've just given me, so I'm never <laughs> gonna be able to look at anything else again when she's on screen, am I?
1: Yeah, I tend to do that. Remember the last episode of Tristratus?
3: <laughs> yeah, oh God! You've ruined her for I've had like my nights have been so lonely
1: and limp <laughs> since you told me that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm I'm here to shatter dreams. I guess maybe my favorite wrestler should be Goldust. <laughs> yeah, perfect. oh
3: man, yeah, that's uh, uh, I quite fancy Asker as well. You might have ruined her for me. Well done.
1: Oh, there you go. Well, Richie is is, is married to an Asian, so he knows all about uh, the Asian tw- uh, twine or twang, I guess, so to speak. Oh,
4: nice. What, kind
3: of, what What flavor Asian?
1: She's she's jungle Asian as I call them.
0: <laughs> what, what's that? <laughs> she's, she, she basically before we perform coitus, she jumps off the top ropes like Superfly Snugga. Oh, I see. Nice. No,
1: she's she's Filipino.
0: Ah, very nice.
1: With a little a bit woman. extra Pinot in it. With a little
0: extra <laughs> Pinot, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I I love listening to these guys. I swear, these guys like. I almost want to start watching Rest
1: You're cutting out again, man
0: to, I know. Sorry, buddy
1: Why are you going outside In the middle of a fucking interview Or in the middle of a fucking podcast? What's wrong with you? Hello? Are you still there?
4: He's,
3: there. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving up You pushed what him What was he? He was saying nice things about us as well Of course he was going to cut up When he started Aww. saying nice things well, no, I, Okay, I, there you I, go listen. I just
0: said I love listening to you guys Listening to you guys you know, talking about wrestling almost makes me want to, like, watch wrestling, and it's just, you know, you guys are so cool to listen to, so that's that's basically what I'm saying. Sorry. Oh,
2: uh, thanks so much, man. You it know, is, you bro. Know, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, you guys are funny. You have a little bit of, uh, like, a, like uh, both you guys are kind of like, um, what, what's it called, like Fight Club, you know? You have the intelligent one and the more intelligent one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We went, we went on Yeah, friends weird. Yeah, don't ask, don't ask.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, fucking Richie. Anyways, so I but hope this you... Is our
3: first... See, this yes. is our first award, mate, thank you.
1: Oh, are you serious? There you go. I'm... Yeah,
3: first award we've
2: ever got.
1: Well, I'm proud to give you your first DP ever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was listening to this last episode and I heard we get, like, this massive double dildo, so... so... Do we get
1: that in the post? Or? Awesome. Is it like the end of Requiem for a Dream? Well, we, we've kind of uh, reshaped the award the way it looks like because um, I don't know how the female winners would take to that eventually in the future <laughs> ones, <laughs> Or maybe they might like it. I don't know, to each they his own. I'd
4: appreciate it, man. Yeah.
1: But it's going to be changing to something else that's more, I guess, equivalent to the show itself. We'll reveal it soon enough. It, it, it's, it's gone into the engineer phase, and then it's going to get produced. So
0: we'll see what oh, happens
2: we got to come back on, Jesse. We've got to win next year. We're going to go two years in a row. There yeah, you go. right. Yeah, we're
3: going to do... Um, so this is your um, This is your first awards thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. Done because around,
1: yeah. this, as a this cool. recording, this is literally, I guess, episode one of season two, because now I'm starting my second year.
3: Ah, nice. Brilliant. So if this is our title to defend now. We need to keep exactly. retaining this. There you go. To the death.
1: <laughs> nice. All right, boys, thank you for coming aboard. Again, you're always welcome. Let me know when you want to come on again and vice versa, and we'll catch up in the yeah. Twitterverse. <laughs> Definitely.
2: Awesome we're brethren. We we'll have awesome you on. And you thanks guys. for nominating now, us, listen, and thanks for I appreciate you guys being it's my friends. Awesome I like just it. want to wish
0: you yeah, guys man, thanks all the so best.
1: And Richie, you just interrupted everybody. In a free world. Okay. Do you not realize you just talked over everybody again, like you usually do? No, everybody stopped talking. What are you t- Wow, bro, you're deaf. Anyways, all right, Max, Jesse, <laughs> thank you so much for coming aboard. I'll talk to you guys next time. Later, nice
3: to you, Richie. Cheers, guys.
1: Take it easy. Peace.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. We're back on our own show. That was it on Da Podcast. You heard a sample of it. What was his name? Richie. He's mental. Richie. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Richie just knows I don't have a good time.
3: He does, but he likes us and says he likes our podcast, and that's lovely. But the most important thing is we
2: won! We won! We are now forever known as internationally award-winning podcasters. No one can take that that. away from us.
3: No, yeah, we've been DP'd, as uh, Steve said.
2: (laughs) We are the best guest he had last year, and you are goddamn right we're holding on to that title. Yes, absolutely.
3: He had some cracking guests as well when you look at his list, and we beat
2: them all because we were better exactly <laughs> <laughs> we had an ego before this is this is not helping the situation you no. know so screw it i don't um, even
3: like wrestling anymore <laughs> i just want to win awards
2: <laughs> but in all seriousness we didn't get really time to thank um, everyone who voted because apparently there was a lot of votes so yeah so thank you, you guys everyone. really you know validated us you you know us you know what we need to feel good in ourselves so uh, thank you for doing the votes it meant a lot it does, yeah. All I need is those sweet, sweet likes. Three sweet, sweet likes, baby. That's what we're in this for. <laughs> um, so, that's exciting. That's that's done now. That, let's go back to our regularly scheduled programming, shall we?
3: Good. So, this week is our top five on Managers, which was the runner-up. Ain't no runners-up here, yo, because we're award winners. But on the um, Twitter, <laughs> when...
2: Buy award winners.
3: Buy award. Um, we said, what do you want us to do? You said WWE Champions. But the, which we did last bye week but the um, runner-up was managers. So that's what we're doing this week. Um, and then we'll probably put it to a vote for what we're going to do next week. Because I have no idea and I haven't even thought about it.
2: I have even thought. But this is why we have the week break now. We can, um, we can, um, what's the word? Stew. Stew and
3: think. You better think. Think about and, what you're trying to do to me.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, but if you guys have got any suggestions, if you're new to the podcast, you're listening right now, you know where to find us at Got Till Five. on the Twitters, on the the Facebooks, on wherevers. You can even email us, till 5 at gmail.com. This is five the
3: word, not five the number. Sort your shit out,
2: peeps. Um, What's happening in wrestling this week? Anything?
3: Uh, Asuka's boob came out.
2: (laughs) I was going to go with the gauntlet match, but go on.
3: Oh, yeah, gauntlet match. Uh, No, it's it's unfair to say, really. Asuka had a bit of a nip slip during her match, but um, that's... It's just one of those things that happened, and we can move on. There was a match um, about a year ago when one of Neville's balls popped out of his trunks. That was good. I,
2: I swear I don't see this anywhere else. It's just you. <laughs>
3: just, I just sit very close to my telly, Max. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, there's one.
3: <laughs> I, sh- I shared the picture on Reddit of Neville with his, when his ball bag popped out, and it was removed by an admin for low-effort content. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think that's what we should just name this show, Low Effort content. <laughs> Low Effort
3: content. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that happened. The gauntlet match, Seth um, put on um, a very good show, apparently. Oh um, my goodness. Um, you enjoyed was... it, didn't
2: you? You messaged me saying Seth was the man after that. I loved it. And a very interesting point that I took away from it... Um, his match with Cena was very good, but his match with Roman, and Meltzer mentioned this, he was like, there was an argument a couple of years ago of, like, Reigns and Cena's work rate, but now Reigns is just far surpassing him, and it's true. The match that those two had to start off, incredible, yeah. you know? I really want to see them get into a proper program, because we've had the whole Dean and Seth side of things, but Dean and, uh, Seth and Roman, that's what I want to see.
3: Yeah, anyone who, um, and it's the same with Cena, like anyone who criticizes Roman for being a bad wrestler is just an absolute idiot. They don't know what they're talking about. Absolutely. He was my
2: favourite part of the Shield.
3: Yeah, you can criticize Roman for a lot of things, but in ring ability isn't one of them.
2: No, definitely not. Uh, I mentioned it on when we just did the bit with Steve there about how I want Seth to win the Elimination Chamber, because I just think the story has been told so well, the way they've kind of been building it. And also to go up against Brock. After what he did at WrestleMania 31. And I was always a bit disappointed there was never any fallout between Roman and Seth. You know, Seth stole his opportunity at the world title.
3: Yeah, Roman didn't seem that bothered, did he?
2: No, he was like, oh, bro, it's cool. But <laughs> I'd be livid if you did that to me.
3: Yeah, I'd, yeah, I would as well. I'd kick off. Properly kick off. Properly kick off. I'd start swinging, swinging in the room like a helicopter. <laughs> hec- <Hec-lopter>. um, <laughs> Yeah, so that was good. Um Finn is still my baby boy, and I um am livid that he didn't win the Gauntlet match. He should have been the one that went for an hour and five minutes or whatever it was. True. Um, not Seth. After that long performance in the rumble and stuff, he should get that reputation of like always being the longest lasting and like doing really well but never quite winning the big one. Then when he finally does it'll be a great payoff, or it will give him perfect justification to turn heel. Like I keep You know, putting on these amazing performances, but because of stupid, like, lux of the draw, like coming out number two in the Rumble and shit like that, that means that I'm getting screwed over. So, fuck you all. How long was Nakamura in the Rumble?
2: Barely anything.
3: Exactly, barely anything. But he gets the late event of Mania, didn't he? Not not my baby boy Finn. Well, you
2: could say the same thing for gauntlet matches. It's like, what's the point when the guy who comes in last is going to win?
3: Yeah, Exactly the, that. They're
2: stupid matches, stupid matches. Uh, I find it so weird the way Raw and SmackDown has flipped, you know, Raw was, uh, SmackDown was the, the smarky dream wrestling show for so long, and I don't know what they're doing. I know, it's gone a bit it's, weird, is not it? It's so, I really don't enjoy watching anymore, and I get so weirded out because I'm like, I've got Shane, I've got Daniel Bryan, I've got AJ, Kevin Owens, it's, you know, great roster, but... Sami Zayn? Yeah, yeah, they're just doing weird stuff.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's strange.
2: Someone... It's pointed out this week that the the segment between Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton was like and Bobby Roode was like a TNA segment and not a good TNA segment yes yeah <laughs> it just didn't make sense so just no yeah, direction. Raw's been great Elias has been killing it Braun Strowman hitting a man with a stand-up bass what's not to love
3: that was brilliant yeah a big big old double bass that was yeah. um, fantastic
2: and I feel like they've built Elimination Chamber fantastically as a pay-per-view
3: yeah, um, only four matches, didn't you say? Yeah, so yeah.
2: we'll be doing our predictions later because obviously it is this weekend. Um, yeah, sorry, I just read a note here. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I'm on Wikipedia to see the match card, and then just the note underneath is for Germany. It was feared that the name elimination chamber may remind people of the gas chambers <laughs> used during the Holocaust. <laughs> so now I need to see the context of this.
3: That's not funny. Why am I laughing at that? Um, yeah, it's. I just want to know what they renamed it to. Don't you love um, that on every... When you go on a pay-per-view page on a Wikipedia, every time it starts with, like, it gives you the quick thing at the top saying, this is a predetermined event where athletes know the outcomes of the match. Like, they just have to remind everyone how fake it is at the start of
2: every Wikipedia article. (laughs) Just in case we forget. Just in case we don't know. Uh, Yeah, four matches in total. Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Asuka versus Nia Jax. If Jax wins, she will be added to the Mm. Raw... Women's match at WrestleMania 34, and then you've got the women's Elimination Chamber, and then the men's Elimination Chamber. Nice. And we will do our
3: predictions um, at the end, won't we?
2: Yes, we will, my dear, dear boy. Because we're here to um, talk about
3: managers. Manager. Miss Chief Managed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, managers has been interesting, because it's kind of a case of when you look at managers, it is a... Sp- It's a dead art. It's a dead art in wrestling. It's not there anymore, is it? Not at all. I was going through, like... I always like to do research and go back and watch matches and watch stuff. I couldn't find anyone noteworthy, barring um, Paul Heyman, after past, like... Yeah, in recent years, that could even hold a candle. I looked at maybe Vicky Guerrero. She was pretty good, but... just doesn't hold a candle to half of the 80s and 90s guys.
3: They don't put over the wrestlers that they were managing in the same way do they or they're not strong enough characters on their own like like they were back in the day
2: no it just it feels like a stopgap when everyone anyone's made a manager now it it feels like they're either just on injury or they're just waiting for them to do something else yeah yeah it it seems like just a a lazy place to put them in all honesty
3: do you remember when alexa bliss was with blake and murphy Um, yes that like yeah I thought she did an well, right job actually.
2: She um, did, a, yeah, she did a great job and look yeah. look how that worked out well for her. Um, oh, yeah. Very quickly, 205 Live. Best, it's on fire! Best show that they're putting out at the moment.
3: What's happened? Why is it U-turned? It's like, they're suddenly, because it was, I think it's always been pretty good. It's just one of those, like it's, it was just that one too many shows to watch, do you know what I
4: mean?
2: Yeah, it's true, and um, I don't know if this is true, this is one of the rumours, because we don't talk to the boys in the back, as Jesse would say, Um, but apparently Vince was kind of running 205, um, and then since the Enzo thing has taken a back seat and Triple H has taken it back over and is gearing it more towards the CWC style, Yeah, which is quite noticeable in, in the product. Uh, bring in Rockstar Spud or whatever stupid do Maverick or whatever they called him Yeah, I, 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 Maverick Saber I don't, I don't it's know a, it's saying. a dumb name it's a yeah. dumb name they've given him but he's been fantastic as the GM um, and Mark Andrews is apparently just two or five now I guess
3: yeah, seems like it. He's playing um, He's playing the Frog and Fiddle suit. I, I think he played it last week, actually. He played in the Frog with his band Junior, uh, which is the local pub to any new listeners in my hometown. Exactly, um, and I think we've nice. got him in
2: Brighton for Riptide on May, the spring break show, so Junior will be there for that one. Uh, but what reminded me of that is Buddy Murphy made his debut on 205 Live this week. Yes, I haven't watched that. I did not see him as that much of a cruiserweight, but that boy can
3: flip. Right? It's uh, what well, I've heard this, like... I haven't actually seen it, but you see everyone else sort of saying in interviews and stuff that he truly is. Like, he just works his tits off and has done for years, you know, there, and works really, really hard.
2: Well, it's true. It's kind of a case of, he had um, the whole stuff with what's his name? Fuck. That's bad. What was his Who... Blake. Blake? Blake and Murphy. Wesley Blake. Wesley yeah. Blake, that's it. Um, yeah, that kind of got sign line when he knocked up that tough enough chick. And then... Oh yeah,
3: the, the the cake one um the, ca- the cake no, one No, the cheese yeah her name was sarah lee
2: exactly so <laughs> i love your mind <laughs> it's a beautiful treasure um and yeah he's he, i think they must be he must be the longest serving nxt person not to get called up
3: yes definitely yeah i think so or at least yeah. but not only not called up but like he's he's barely even since um blake and murphy lost the titles he's barely been on tv at all you know
2: yeah, it's true. He's he's just kind of been and I'm glad that they kind of didn't go, Wow, we've got nothing for you, fuck off. Kind yeah. of deal. They've kind of kept him around. But yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. He was great. Um I always rave about Mustafa Ali. I think he is yeah. a great talent. And uh um, Jack
3: Gallagher's changed his attire again.
2: Yeah, he's not in a suit, so you'll be happy.
3: Yeah, I'm good. Why would yeah, why would you wrestle in a suit, you stupid
2: man? Stupid boy. And um NXT was last night, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm very excited for Gagano, almost two, three, three at this point, so we shall see what happens. But you're right, Jesse, let's talk about our top five managers, shall we?
3: Let's do it. So you need to play the drop, don't you? Let's bust it. Boom. Five, four, three,
0: two, one, zero. Are you ready? Oh, hell yeah.
3: that drop i mean obviously like if we can pull back the curtain a little bit um we don't hear those drops we just say let's play the drop and then we have to sort of just inhale and then we just <laughs> carry on, carry on talking and so this just feels a bit silly doing that but obviously max um edits it all beautifully and
2: you're none the wiser so exactly. um we can simulcast going... with canada we can put in drops it's just pure magic over here this is why we're award-winning jesse
3: this is why we're international DP award winning. <laughs> um, so uh, top five managers. Uh, I'll let you go first because. I'm Will alive. you? Yeah. Um, who's your number five, mate?
2: Okay. A lot of these guys, obviously, I didn't watch.
3: Oh, what are we up. doing if we get? What are we doing if we get a crossover?
2: Shit, son. What are we gonna do? Um. Uh. Well, mm, it's tricky with managers, isn't it? Because we okay. could pick a, a, a catchphrase from one, but then that might reveal. Who one of our top fives is. Ooh.
3: Oh, it's difficult. Um, let's say, because we're bound to have, cross- I reckon we're going to have four crossovers.
2: Four crossovers. Four. Ooh.
3: Um, well, how many do you reckon?
2: No, I reckon you're right, actually. I just like building tension.
3: Ah, you agree with me then. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <but I'm dull. laughs> um... Cool. So I reckon we should. No, no. Just... Fuck
2: you. Free crossovers.
3: Free crossovers. All right. Fine. Bye. Bring it on, <laughs> bitch. Daddy. Daddy's cool. Um, let's let's have. Um, uh, let's have Heenan from the commentary of the Royal Rumble ninety two. Just shouting, "It's a skirt." <laughs> <laughs> it's a sk- okay. In regards to Rowdy Roddy Piper.
4: Okay. Um, I, I will. I,
3: let's just let's just have that.
4: Can
2: I, I? I can find that, right?
3: Yeah, it's yeah, it's easy. It's like one of the most like it's the most iconic Royal Rumble of all time.
2: Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, okay, so yeah, a lot of these guys are my top five. Um, I didn't watch live, but it was weird. We've talked about this before. When we first start getting to wrestling, not when we first started into wrestling, but when it became an obsession around the two thousand two era, yeah. um, there was a lot more focus on history in wrestling. I don't know if that's. Just something that we picked up, but it doesn't seem like the case anymore. So they would talk about old wrestlers and old moments, and and I'd pick well, it was up a lot.
3: Like they drop they drop an angle and hope that you forgot about what happened like three weeks ago. But then they'd act like you're a fucking idiot if you didn't know who someone was who returned after ten years. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean. exactly. And they they'd show video clips and and all of this and. A lot of these guys stuck in my mind because, you know, the 80s and 90s were big, bigger than life characters. Yeah. And one person who did stick in my mind, uh, mainly from his Hall of Fame induction, number five, Mr. Fuji.
3: Ah! That'll kill Mr. Really? That's right. Yeah, that's my number five as well. Nice. That is, that is the, when I said we'd have four, that's the one I thought you wouldn't have.
2: Oh dear. This is going to so, be very
3: quick. Yeah, Maybe. But Mr. Fuji, uh, tell me about Mr. Fuji first, then I'll tell you what I like about him.
2: Right, okay. Originally from Honolulu, Hawaii, um, quite a successful wrestler in his own right with tag team. Um, But my favourite thing about him was, he's a sneaky bastard.
4: (laughs) Yes, he is. He used to...
3: Mr. Fuji will investigate.
2: (laughs) He used to, you know, have the cane where he'd hook the leg and cause the distraction. The famous uh, scene from WrestleMania with Brett and Yokozuna where he throws the salt into Brett's eyes and then Yokozuna wins and nothing weird happens after that Hulk (laughs) Hogan doesn't randomly come down and win the championship that doesn't do you have money in the bank? oh it hasn't been invented for 40 years, fuck it, just go down and pin him
3: (laughs) just go go down and do it I have to get out there dude, otherwise someone might roll me up in the back
2: (laughs) and just all of it uh, especially Tuesday Night Titan stuff where it would be him and Don Morocco and Fuji Vice is the funniest shit I've ever watched in my life. (laughs) Fuji Vice with Don Morocco is amazing. It just doesn't make sense with his little money cases and him messing up his lines, being a doctor. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. That's
3: interesting that he's from Hawaii. I didn't know that.
2: I think he was, yeah, because he obviously billed from Osaka, Japan, but uh, originally born in Hawaii. Same as Yokozuna, right?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, well, Yokozuna certainly wasn't Japanese. Uh, he was I'm not. not sure. He was Samoan. Yes. Yeah, Samoan.
2: Uh, yeah, he was born in California. Okay. Uh, but they uh, built him. He was a yeah, because he was Samoan, if I remember correctly. Because he's yeah, he's one of the Anoi family, whatever. It oh is. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, he he had his his last ever match. Yokozuna's last ever match was in Cheltenham.
2: Nice. He died in Liverpool.
3: He did on his way to another show after having done Cheltenham the night before.
2: That's weird yeah, that he did that. Um, (laughs) Just just saying. Just saying. He he got
3: so fat, apparently, that he couldn't wash his own hair. And he just had the most disgusting, like, smelly hair ever. Wow.
2: Thanks for keeping his legacy
4: alive.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I I always remember about good old yokes.
2: That's what you remember. Um, But weirdly, with kind of the wrestling observer newsletter which is gospel apparently oh, he won worst manager of the year between no, really? 90- 1984 and 1985 and then he won it between 1987 to
3: 1995 oh, eight years Fuji. of being the worst
2: manager and i don't understand why but I sonny feel ono like... was around then as well i
3: know like, what sonny ono
2: thinking? was awful he managed uh demolition and yokozuna was the most famous ones Um, yeah, maybe it's just because we weren't watching consistently at the time, but I thought his antics were hilarious. I thought they were brilliant. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Can I
3: tell you why I like him? I I would like to hear it. Good news. Um, I like him because of the stories you hear about Mr. Fuji backstage. Do you know about the ribs Mr. Fuji used to pull? No. He is, like, just the best stories. So, um, what have I got here? I've got, um... As told by um, Warlord and the Barbarian, Uh, they're talking about... They're saying that when Lex Luger first came into the business, Lex had an attitude and um, would just go into a room and not talk to anyone, like wouldn't come up and say hi to anyone, things like that. So they were in Philadelphia. They all went to eat. Mr. Fuji had heard about Lex's attitude. So Fuji... um, I'm reading this. This is what the Warlord said. um, So Fuji goes and sits across from him, starts talking to him. Then he starts pissing on Lex's boot. Lex (laughs) didn't move his boot. lex didn't move his boot because he heard about the way fuji is he just let him piss all over his boot this was in a restaurant fuji was funny one time we were in miami and we did a pay-per-view show barbarian and me and afterwards we went back to the hotel downstairs in the lounge the place was packed fuji was sitting there and he started talking to the manager i go over to fuji and look down fuji's just pissing in the plant talking to (laughs) the the whole time (laughs) so that's the sort of stuff fuji got up to there's another good one um uh, you know um, the episode of South Park when um, Cartman uh, kills that kid's parents and chops him up and is... puts him in the chili. The kid, yeah, yeah. kid eats them, yeah, without realizing. So Mr. Fuji kind of did that for real. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> explain quickly, Jesse. Explain yeah, quickly. we're gonna get taken off.
3: So this was with a wrestler called Tanaka, who you might know as Odd Job from the James Bond film Goldfinger. Yes. Yes. Who throws the hat? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's Tanaka. Um, so this was told by Roddy Piper, this um, story. So Tanaka... So uh, Fuji was managing Tanaka at the time, or a tag team called the Torture Expert, which was Tanaka... Oh, no, sorry. No, it is Tanaka and Fuji. It, so he was in the tag team with Tanaka. Right. And apparently in this territory, he'd heard that Tanaka um, had been going behind his back to try to go to the office and like bury Fuji and try and get a higher position and get pushed... Behind Fuji's back, so Tanaka was being a snake, right? And uh, Fuji wasn't happy with that, so um, so he um, so he took he um, took Tanaka to his house and said, "Let's all, let's have a meal together and talk about this, like like ups So they had the meal and um, talked about it. They didn't like make up or anything, and he was like, "Oh, Tanaka, you're a bastard." And he went, "Oh, um, oh, brother, um, uh, oh yeah." So during the meal, he was like, "I'm not feeling that well, so you go ahead and eat, but I'm I'm okay." It was like spaghetti bolognese. And then then at the end of the meal, he goes, oh, I've got a special surprise for you. He goes out back and brings back a silver tray with Tanaka's dog's head on it. What the fuck? (laughs) Fuji had killed Tanaka's dog, cut it up, and put it in the food that Tanaka had eaten. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) This is a true story. These are from a website called prowrestlingstories.com. You can just go on that and search Mr.
2: Fuji. They're amazing. That is... I think we should Good night, everybody. <laughs> that's fucked up. I know. It's mental, isn't it? And that's why he's the greatest manager, the fifth greatest manager in your eyes. That's why he's the fifth, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the dog, you know, yeah, could have been better, could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so we're straight on to number four then. Mm.
3: I'll go for my number four, shall I? Yeah, um, you
2: should. Okay, my number
3: four is... <sighs> Paul Bearer. Number four. Oh man, we're two for two in the right order as well. This is brilliant. We're like twins. All, All lovers. Alright. Right. Let's have a bowel baby. <laughs> no, we're not talking about the bowel baby on air. Oh god. I want I <laughs> want i want a, ba- a bow baby with Max, but you won't let me. It doesn't that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Max said Max said, what the hell's a bow baby and I said, Well, you know, we're not gonna grow in a womb, are we? We're men. But um Yeah, so Paul Bearer, number four. Paul Bearer, I didn't appreciate when I was a kid anywhere near as much as I now appreciate him as an adult. He just got on my nerves when I was a kid, and I just didn't understand his absolute genius. He is amazing. Absolutely amazing.
2: Yeah.
3: He just, um... I mean, he was amazing in his early days with the crazy makeup and stuff. But then around, like, 97, when Kane came in and stuff... um, He just stopped giving a shit. Like, he grew his hair out. He stopped dyeing it. Stopped wearing makeup and stuff. And just really started having fun with the camera and stuff. Like, especially in the build-up to Kane when he turned against the Undertaker and he was managing Vader and people like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he'd just be at ringside at all the Taker matches against Taker. And all you could hear between the commentary was him at ringside just like, murder, Murderer! Murderer! (laughs) Which is just brilliant. It's just so funny. Just really good value was Paul Bearer. And I've watched, randomly, watched an episode of Raw on the build-up to Kane's debut where Paul Bearer gets in the ring to talk about Kane and um, just before he gets in the ring some woman jumps over the barricade and completely takes him out. Really? Like, yeah, like, rugby tackles him and it, and he goes down like a sack of shit. And <laughs> But it's like, it's like not even acknowledged by commentators or anything. He just does that and then he gets up and gets in the ring and carries on and that, that was quite funny.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most the most famous story obviously with uh, paul bearer and undertaker was uh, the two used to make jokes at other people's expenses and the first half of the story's not not as fleshed out as the second but um apparently undertaker laughed at a particularly embarrassing situation when paul bearer wet his pants at a gas station right. and um paul bearer decided to get even when he found out that the undertaker has a fear of cucumbers <laughs> so he has a f- full-on fear of cucumbers. so paul bearer filled the hat of his ring gear with a green vegetable cucumber and it caused the undertaker to vomit all over his hat and the cucumbers
3: <laughs> i love that like paul bearer was like he was properly in the gang as well like backstage like he was one of the boys with undertaker and his crew do you know yeah. what i mean like yeah yeah and to look at him, you wouldn't necessarily think that, you know, but, but he was. He was just proper respected. He was like a best mate of Kane and Taker and people like that. And that's just so cool that he was accepted. Like, that. And it's because he was so damn good at his job. He was amazing.
2: Yeah. He was just down, down with the crew, as you say. And as you mentioned, when he changed his look and stuff, the, the reason that happened was um, back in 97, there was In Your House 14, Revenge of the Taker, it was called. Yes, that was a great show. Um the Undertaker set Bearer's face on fire using a fireball. I missed the nineties. Yeah. Um so Bearer had to wear a bandage for a time and that's when he changed his look, he got rid of the parlor makeup and the the hair and then yeah, as you say, just stopped really giving a shit. Yeah, matter um, sort of fact, he's a disgusting looking man, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, he was not he's not a wow man. <laughs> not at all. Right. But he just made the whole Undertaker I don't I don't know if the Undertaker Kane thing would have had the, the legs it did without just him. He was just oh, that Oh, Bearer good.
3: made it. Bearer absolutely... I mean, you know, Taker and Kane aren't exactly known for their promos. And um, Paul Bearer would just was the storyteller throughout that whole thing. Yeah. And it just had such a... Like, it's weird, isn't it? Because like, I think if, like, Crazy Supernatural... Stuff, I know we get Bray Wyatt and stuff. But if, like, they went too OTT with Supernatural stuff now, it would really annoy me. But as a kid, I completely
2: accepted the Undertaker Kane stuff and just thought it was the coolest shit in the world. Yeah, they were, yeah, exactly. You just accepted it. Now we barely get a House of Horrors, and it's like, nope. Yeah, exactly.
3: Completely reject it. But I think Paul Heyman, Paul Paul Bearer, beg your pardon, um, has a um, has a great, you know, is is the reason for that because he just was a great, convincing storyteller and batshit mental, which helps.
2: Yeah, which, which is always a bonus.
3: Yes, absolutely.
2: Wow, well, we're going to be done in half an hour. We're, well, making we up,
3: we're making up for last week. Making up for last week, maybe, but, um, but that's okay. And maybe people will be grateful for it. We are award-winning now, so we've stepped our game up, maybe.
2: It's true. you know we haven't even hit six months? Next month is six months.
3: Is it? Next month is six months of the podcast? Yeah. We're taking over the world. We haven't if, even... we have a, if we have as much success in the next six months as we have in this six months, that would be wicked. No, <laughs> like That that
2: would be good. Yeah, it would, man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? Like, it's just a true statement.
2: It's just you doing the math in your head. That was Steiner math you just did.
3: (laughs) So if you add by two, subtract by three, multiply by 84.
2: Yeah, that would be wicked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My number three, can we do it? Can this be a beautiful moment where you and me share a connection deeper than any love I've ever known in my life? find out. A lady on my list. Is yours a lady? I'm out. (laughs) Of the whole podcast, or just this this movie? Yeah, no, no ladies, I quit. No ladies, okay. Um, The only lady who deserves a place on this list is the Sensational Sherry.
3: Yes, um, I was very, very, she was so close to being on my list. So So close? But I didn't go for it in the end. Um, I actually, it was between her and the next man that is on my list. But please talk about Sensational Sherry.
2: So we were close. Um, What a manager. Like, I can't pick who she did better with you know she had the randy savage character or with shaw michaels i loved her with shaw michaels do you know who i oddly liked her with who harlem heat yes obviously wcw yeah um with the infamous promo which almost made it into our top five intro but then i was told that i should not include that racial slur
3: oh booker t's one yes. yes yeah yeah Yeah. sorry i wasn't sure what you were talking about for a second yeah no that that would have been good though
2: it would have been, but I was talked out of it, so whatever. Um, <laughs> who,
3: who, who talked you out of it? Me?
2: <laughs> no, why would you ever talk me out of it? Um, <laughs> Sensational Sherry was great, because she was a great wrestler as well, in her own right. Um, she she did... took some
3: bumps, man.
2: She took some bumps, man. You know, she she cut her teeth in the AWA. you, you got to be some serious stuff if you worked in the AWA.
3: Have you seen that clip that it's a gift that goes around quite a lot of... Um, I think it's Sting? Um, jumping over the top rope and onto Ric Flair, but Ric Flair just pulls Sensational Sherry into the way. Yes. <laughs> and um, just, yeah, she gets completely crushed by Sting, but she takes it amazingly.
2: Yeah, exactly. She was um, she was linked to huge stars, you know, huge names. She had Randy Savage, Ted DiBiase, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair. These are guys that don't need managers, but for some reason having her as that kind of mouthpiece or, or that character outside of the ring just, just took their characters to a whole nother level.
3: I think she. I think. I think Sean did need a manager at the time. Actually. Sean I did. Think, Sean yeah, did, I think yeah. she did a fantastic job transitioning Sean from uh, being with Janetti to um, you know becoming a big star and that sort of vain heel. And he couldn't have done that on his own. He needed her to play that incredible part to get get that character over. Because without her, he would have just come across as a bum boy.
2: It's exactly right, which was <laughs> was the concern. Um, exactly.
3: Yeah. Well, back yeah, back in the early nineties, that's the last thing that. A manly man like Vince McMahon would have wanted from one of his <laughs> um, top heel.
2: Oh, look at him go! <laughs> you talk about her taking a bump, though. Speaking of Sean, when she used to hold up the full, full-length mirrors for him before his matches. Yeah. Um, back in 92, before one of his matches, Marty Giannetti tried to grab the mirror and went to hit Sean with it. But Michaels pulled Sherry in front of it and she got Standard. properly smacked by the mirror. Brilliant. And she, she was away from TV until the Royal Rumble in January of, uh, 93. <laughs> so, nice. she, uh, yeah, she took some, she took some good hits on there. And, yeah, I think Sean was the most important. My second favourite rendition of Sexy Boy. Who's, uh, Sean being your first, is well, it? Well, Vince being my first.
3: Oh, okay. Um, I think Kurt Angle might be my favourite.
2: Well, that, he is just the sexy Kurt. <laughs> yeah, and he will make your ankle hurt. <laughs> um, um
3: Sensational Sherry, sad death in a way, because uh, she died about a week or two before redacted. And that sort of made her death seem a bit unimportant in the wrestling world, which was a real shame.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, And it was a drug overdose, so I don't know how much you could really promote that. But I guess they did in that time, didn't they? Oh, they still, if
3: if a respected person had passed away, they'd still... um commend them you know it's you it's know.
2: true it's true um speaking of harlem heat did you know that booker t gave her away at one of her weddings uh yes and he was a pallbearer at um at her funeral as well oh which is nice isn't it so he um he did the full circle with sensational show <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess he did um to Russell she managed crush greg valentine jake the snake roberts jeff jarrett Oh, we didn't talk about. Fuck, we'll get oh, to him Jeff- later. Hang what on. the fuck? Okay, oh, we're right, no, about no, you're that right. Late. You're right. You're right. Let's get into this. Fucking why Jeff is Jarrett. Ev- why is
3: everyone pretending that they've loved Jeff Jarrett forever? Like he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, which is the most random thing in the world, by the way. And everyone's like, oh yeah, no. Like ev- initially, everyone goes, "What the fuck?" Rightly so. And then after that, everyone's like, oh actually, no, I've always liked Jeff Jarrett. He's done so much of the business. He, I really respect him. Like, and it's like, no, he's always been a carny fuck up. And you hated him forever. You laughed at him. You thought he was a joke. And now, all of a sudden, you want to be on that. You want to look all hipster and be like, "Oh no, I I knew he was cool long before everyone else." He's not cool. He's never been cool. You're an idiot. Shut up.
2: Double J, man. Double J. He's pure poison for the business. He's always yes. been poison for the business. I hate him. I can't remember one good Jeff Jarrett moment. I've watched a lot
3: of WCW and I've watched a lot of WWF with Jeff Jarrett on it. None of it. I can't remember a single thing. The only thing I can remember is when he could barely hold it together doing that promo um, after Owen fell from the ceiling Over the Edge. That is the only thing I can remember. And that's because that was human emotion coming off the screen. It could have been anyone. It just happened to be Jeff. There's nothing else that yeah, sticks in my mind from Jeff Jarrett.
2: You know, you look at the Hall of Fame as a thing anyway. You, you look at some of the p- people that are in it and it, it's a of a thing anyway. But You get kind of reminded sometimes when they do shit like this by putting Jeff Jarrett in it, and yeah, he doesn't deserve to be anywhere near it.
3: It's ridiculous. He uh, got, like, do you remember when he was in the Bullet Club for a little bit in Japan? Yes. And he would come out, and he'd look like sort of this, he'd look like he'd had a make a wish, granted, (laughs) 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 to be in the Bullet Club, just shuffling out with him. Yeah. ridiculous he was in um he got forced into the four horsemen in wcw in an aborted angle that was horrible when he was supposed to be like oh the next rick flair and stuff until everyone realized how terrible he was um just oh awful 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 performer just get out jeff and it's going to be funny having um that because he's married to kurt angle's ex-wife isn't he yes which um, will be quite funny at the Hall of Fame this year, I imagine.
2: (laughs) Just pointing out, always following, isn't he? Always following. (laughs) Um, To continue my list, she also managed Kevin Sullivan, Marty Jannetty, Randy Savage, Ric Flair, uh, Shane Douglas, Shawn Michaels, Tatanka, Ted DiBiase, Terry Funk, Honky Tonk Man and Zeus. Um, But also in terms (laughs) of... Who can forget Zeus. Who can forget Zeus. Tag teams as well, Harlem Heat, as we already mentioned. Uh, She also managed Art Bar and Eddie Guerrero when they were a tag team. I didn't know that. That's really cool as well. So she's um, a great, great talent. She's a former women's was. champion, was uh, <laughs> manager of the year in 1991, and I just yeah, I think Sherry's fantastic, and had a major crush on her. Did you? Oh, I was all about the Sherry. That's interesting. I, I when she her when she was her. with Randy, the, when she had the like dark makeup. Oh yeah.
3: Mm. No, I like her a lot, but I have to say, I've um, I've never I've never shaken powder from the veiny palm tree over her.
4: <laughs>
2: that is moving wow. on.
3: <laughs> good, good choice. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, my next one. <laughs> is uh what are we are this is my number 3 isn't it yeah yeah my number 3 is jim cornette
2: Ooh. not for you not for me i don't like jim cornette
3: now when did it become cool to say you don't like jim cornette because that's something everyone else has been doing they like in recent years it's been cool to suddenly say jim cornette's a twat and everything he says like, they take everything he says seriously all of a sudden and think that he's actually means what he says. What's going on? I find Jim Cornette hilarious. I've always found him hilarious, and I will continue to find him hilarious. So don't hang out with me. I'm not cool. I'm a nerd, apparently. But
2: saying it Jim Cornette's... Hey? I've been saying that for years.
3: Yeah. Jim Cornette's hilarious. He's very funny. He's a very good manager. Smoky Mountain was a great show. Um... From what I've seen on the network, uh, there was some good stuff going on there. Gave a lot of wrestlers a good start. Vehemently into the realism of wrestling, like I am. I I really like all that. I want it to look like a fight. Like um, what Gabriel Kidd was chatting about the other week, right? Yeah. Um, that's Jim Cornette to a T. That's the sort of wrestling he books and the sort of people he manages. And I love that. Um, what I remember from childhood with Jim Cornette is um, I initially remember him managing Owen Hart. Yeah. Um, Which I loved. And that was when, and he worked as a perfect, when they were turning Shawn Michaels into this ultra baby face, they um, played him off against, excuse me, people like Owen Hart um, who had Jim Cornette as a manager and Jim Cornette was just fantastic with his tennis racket um, just putting these people over and without him, I would argue, people like Owen Hart and British Bulldog um, might even have been dropped by the company because they were so heavy on people who could promo back then. And that just wasn't Owen and Bulldog's bag at the time. And Cornette saved them, I think. He did a fantastic job.
2: Yeah, he's. um, Because eventually he became uh, lead booker of Ohio Ohio Valley Wrestling. Right? Of the
3: era that brought us Cena. This is the bit. He's been
2: credited with fostering Cena, Batista, Randy, and Brock. You know. yeah, The four biggest names. And Shelton Benjamin.
3: Please let's not forget Shelton. Especially now that Black Panther's out. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i my first introduction to jim Cornette was um because i said before my first mania wrestlemania 17 he took yeah. part in the gimmick battle royale uh, and <laughs> he just comes out with his tennis racket like doing a little jig and stuff i'm like this guy was a wrestler i like, was going on? <laughs> i didn't understand it and then yeah just uh, he was eliminated by hillbilly jim and it made me happy
3: oh yeah he was but um another memory i've got of jim Cornette is um, of Raw's during the wars, um, He would, they would just give him the mic. Do you remember this? Like, they just cut to him backstage. And I can't remember what they call it, like Jim Cornette's, um, like, what I've got to say or something. And all he'd do is just bury WCW and bury the talent and just, like, shoot for about five minutes every episode of Raw. And it was really cool. And he'd talk about, like, he'd talk about Kevin Nash and Scott Hall running around, like, 40-year-old teenagers and stuff. And it was funny. It was well funny. It was. It was good. It was very good. They're on YouTube. Um, my, I think it was called My Opinion or something. If you type in Jim Cornette My Opinion or something, like it, there's just clips of him from Raw just shooting on WCW and it's very honest and very funny.
2: Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, I will have to check that out, my dear boy. Yeah. Jim um, Cornette's the man. He, he was a very successful manager. You can't deny that he's uh, yeah, you know, Midnight Express and everything like that. Yeah. He's...
3: And anyone who gets worked up by him now is just getting worked and falling for his traps do you know what I mean
2: did you know he won a Slammy award for best dressed
3: best dressed really yeah but then uh, two years later one, one... that is one thing I would not commend him for
2: but he's only ever won two slammies in his life one was best dressed in 94 but then in 96 there was a blue light special for worst dresser Oh, dear. So his um, his trend went quite quick. It did. But the opposite of Mr. Fuji, uh, Wrestling Observer, mate, named him Manager of the Year from 1984 to 1990 and then 92 to 96. There you go. See, he's the man. I've got good taste. Big money, baby. Big money. Money, money, money. All right. Is it time for my number two? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, we're going to talk about skirts in a minute because... I would like to introduce my client, Paul Heyman.
3: It's my number two as well. And I reckon we've got the same number one. Yes,
2: we do. Because anyone, I think if we picked anyone other than what obviously our number one is, we'd be lynched in the wrestling community. <laughs> so yes. it just has to happen. Um, Paul Heyman is great. Yes. He really, they, they kind of, He has to work with the right people, I feel. I feel like he did very well when he was with Brock Lesnar, obviously. CM Punk was very well. I feel like when they tried to move him more towards the you-can-get-anyone-over-because-you-just-talk failed quite clearly with Ryback and Curtis Axel. And Cesaro as well. And Cesaro, I forgot about that. I, I feel like that did help him when he first kind of established. But when he can work with guys like Steve Austin, Rick Rude... Uh, We mentioned Brock, CM Punk. It just it just works so
3: well. The dangerous alliance in WCW. I feel like because um, Heyman left WCW on very bad terms and obviously became you know a massive synonymous with ECW, and that's what we all know him for. Yeah, and it's very easy to forget about the fact he was in WCW for a start, and the fact that he was brilliant in WCW. And the Dangerous Alliance was amazing. It was a great team. And his, yeah, his WCW character was incredible. Being a, like playing the character of a rich yuppie Jew in a territory like that, which is very Southern America based, was just money in the bank. Like you're just, they hate you so much. Do you know what I mean? And he just nailed that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, I feel like he's adapted. He he's adapted in a way to to each area, but kind of kept the same character, which has worked so well. Um, we talked at the start of the show about not being modern managers anymore. There's just none around. But like when we were first started getting our hook, um, Brock Lesnar the the next big thing was managed by Paul Heyman, and he will always stick out in our generation as the the best manager because um, he just added so much to storylines. You know, he was that perfect mouthpiece for Brock. And then he even got involved in the story, the Survivor Series 2002, which we mention every single podcast. We um, do, yeah. When he, he... Um, he
3: bladed for the business in No Mercy the month before. In exactly, the exactly.
2: He, um, he got involved and he cost Brock Lesnar a championship. It was such a shocking moment that he could have that kind of impact on a match. And you were so invested in it when he had those wide eyes... And Brock realised what was happening, and they hightailed out the building. Oh, it was just amazing! It was really, yes. really good. Um, and invasion angle, as you said, him coming in, and I feel like his commentary with Jr. for for when when they did their whole the alliance commentary, just so good. The the um, on screen animosity or or you know scripted heat that they had between them just worked so well. Heyman and Jr. were great
3: together and even before the invasion like a mania 17 right like that is the greatest mania of all time and their commentary uh, is no small part of that and Heyman, not since jesse the body ventura had you had a heel color commentator that would not only praise the heels but would also call out the baby faces for their hypocrisy yeah do you know what I mean so Heyman would quite gladly as Jesse did first um like just shout out why a, could a babyface do this and get cheered when when a heel does it they get booed and just that sort of a level of realism and it made you think you know yeah and, and that's um, what and it should
2: great. be that's what it should be in terms of um as a good colour I, I would love to see and Ranallo and Paul Heyman do a commentary set together oh that'd be great I'd be so happy um yeah it just just him on and we forget he managed stone cold steve austin obviously before he became stone cold steve austin when he was stunning steve with the dangerous alliance yeah Yeah, um huge you know and he could see talent he could always see talent and i think that's what makes paul Heyman so special
3: have you seen his dvd the DVD of um i think it's called hello my name is paul heyman isn't it or something um it's it's on the network now. I've got it on Blu-ray. so You can borrow it if you want because it's got some great extras, but if you just want to watch the documentary, it's um on the network. It's really good. Yeah. Um second second only to the CM Punk one for good quality WE produced documentary.
2: And the CM Punk one is damn good.
3: Yeah. Uh Paul, the Paul Heyman one is a very close second. It's really interesting.
2: Nice. I will check that out because yeah, he, and I, I always forget it was a general manager as well of SmackDown, and he yeah, was during, a writer. That was, that was
3: one of my that was one of my favorite eras of SmackDown when Heyman was the manager. That was um, the rise of Benoit, leading into the Rumble and things like that. Like that's when I was really into it.
2: Yeah, and when he was writing for SmackDown as well, that was our um, our our favorite time of of wrestling, really.
3: Yeah, yeah, and they they talk about that in depth um, in this documentary about how he had to um, sort of. Still, answer to Stephanie McMahon and the problems he had with that is quite interesting.
2: I kind of want to blitz ECW because ECW for me was always um, my friend Adam used to kind of steal VHS tapes from his brother, or we'd we'd get random VHS tapes of ECW, and then we'd sneak up to the caravan to go and watch it because it was like you'd sneak oh, up to the caravan. caravan. Oh, I know we could sell some stories, my friend.
3: Oh, there's been debauchery in um, I mean, our friend Adam's
2: caravan, dear they, they had to burn it. Well, I'm not surprised. I bet all sorts of
3: demons flew out that thing when the flames went up. <laughs>
2: um, but we used to take up the ECW VHSs in South Park because they were like you couldn't watch them as a kid. It was yeah not cool. So yeah, that that's all I really knew of ECW. And then what I've gone back and watched. So the temptation to do a, a blast through all of it is quite quite tempting.
3: You know what? I've tried to watch the old ECW pay per view on the network, and I've enjoyed it. And maybe it'd be different if I went week to week, but. I've never appreciated more um, from WWE and WCW um, before pay-per-view matches. They give you a pre-package, right? So they show you what's been happening in the weeks leading up to it. Yeah. And so you know why these two are feuding and stuff. And when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, okay, I know, I've been watching. Just get on with it, show me the match. But now, delving back, it turns the pay-per-views into time capsules, right? Because you can just watch any pay-per-view... And they give you the gist before each match of why these two are feuding, which makes the shows timeless, which is great. Uh, ECW doesn't do that. So you watch all the pay-per-views now and you have no idea what anyone's motive is for doing anything. Yeah. Uh, that, that's one thing I will say about the production values of ECW and something that um, has really made me appreciate WCW and WE more in the way they run it.
2: Oh, I do love a good video package yes
3: yeah exactly yeah no they're they're brilliant and that is why they're brilliant
2: i was watching the wrestlemania 21 the other day someone posted it on twitter um obviously the triple threat match and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i, I kind of miss the um nxt does it well now but i feel like you just need rock or you need metal music with wrestling the yes. whole um green light just doesn't really work doesn't have the same pump <laughs> me up you know but when you get like Seven Dust or when they used to have Puddle and Mud or Stained uh, over a video package, you were like, fuck yeah, let's watch these guys kill each other.
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the Radio 21 was awesome. That was the, um, I'm never going to stop, it never going to drop, ain't no different than it was before. It's that one, isn't it? It is, yeah. That's a fucking tune. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, if you're going to step up, you're going to get knocked down. Knocked down. Knocked down. For the first time in Wrestlemania history it will be a triple threat match
2: and then he so cold just fucks off on his quad bike <laughs> 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 and they like and then they because it's like the hi hat intro isn't it and they time it to Triple H's head like no I can't believe you've done this and, he, and it really Yeah makes me
3: happy. yeah oh it's so good I used to have that song on my um, like on a burnt disc of like just a mix CD I made that I had on my Discman When I would walk to and from school and that song was on it just because of WrestleMania 20. And I'd be fucking rocking out in the Morrison's car park walking home from school on
2: my own. (laughs) That's why we never hang out after school. (laughs) Oh, there he goes again. Rocking out. Rocking out. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about our number one. Because it is our number one, isn't it? Yes, I, well, I hope so. I hope are on the same page. <laughs> yeah, this is where you like, Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> Without argument. Tori Wilson. I think everyone will agree the greatest wrestling manager of all time is Bobby the no Brain Heenan.
4: Yes, yes, it is. Um,
2: yes, obviously, it's Bobby the Brain
3: Heenan. Um, he is like, if Paul Heyman's on number two, like, the gap between number two and number one is god. Gar- because Heenan is the man, not only at managing, he was the man at commentating, um, presenting on primetime with um, Gorilla Monsoon is some of my favorite stuff to watch on the network. It's just so funny. Uh, he had this incredible ability to do this amazing comedy. And it, he's I would say he's the only person in the wrestling business who's done comedy that has transcended to the mainstream. Yeah. So, like, people who don't necessarily like wrestling know Bobby Heenan is a really funny guy. People don't say that about, like... I don't know, Heath Slater or something like that. But um, Bobby Heenan, he he would go on, like... You watch him on chat shows. Like, um, he's on Arsenio Hall or um, Letterman and things like that. And you can watch them on YouTube. And he talks about his clients and the Heenan family and stuff. And doesn't, like, completely seriously but it's being a really entertaining guest but but talking about it like a football manager would like not once wink into the audience that it's not real or whatever. Yeah. He's talking about it like it's completely real but still being really funny and really interesting without demeaning anything. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, that completely. is such a skill.
2: Completely he um he is the master of, you know, management as you say. He could just he was able to market himself in such a clever way that you just couldn't really believe what you are seeing you're kind of like wait where is this guy on the scale um, he took up um, he worked with great people such as Ric Flair Rick Rude Mr. Perfect um, Andre the Giant Nick Bockwinkle Ray Stevens you know there's a list of talent that he uh, managed same with the Sherry Martel side of things where it's kind of a case of these guys did they need a manager but holy shit did they benefit from having Bobby Debrain Heenan
3: yeah, and and again in the same way that we were talking about, um, like Jim Cornette being a heel manager, is is getting over the babyface that is against his guy, and um, that was the same with Bobby and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan became a massive star because he was essentially feuding with Heenan's boys all the time. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And it was it was and Heenan always hated Hogan, and there was that amazing for years, you know, and there was that amazing payoff when Hogan finally turned heel um, at. Um, Uh, bash of the beach was it yeah yeah i I always get confused between bash of the beach and gray american bash but and um uh finally turned heel joined the nwo and heenan could just sort of look at everyone and go what have i been saying for the last 10 years of what hulk hogan's (laughs) like and it was amazing like what an amazing connection of story it was incredible
2: yeah it really was and you mentioned the heenan family that that stable there's never been a stable like it in all honesty it's they're they a stable that looked out for the interests of everyone else um, yeah. under his direction, which which I feel like that's just stables 101. I don't understand stables that don't do that, you know. it's you, you saw it recently with The Shield where it's like, oh, every man for himself and stuff, but the family would never really be like that. Um, right. It always bugs me kind of with... Um, chaos is my biggest example in New Japan. I, I, I rarely see the point of Chaos because they're,
3: they're just individuals together right? yeah they
2: just go we agree with this and that's about it and yeah. there's just no real um, I, I don't understand Jay White being in it I don't understand you know Ospreys is fighting Okada. it just doesn't make sense to me but the family that it would be what is in the best benefit of us and what is the direction the brain wants us to go in
3: yes exactly I completely agree with that have you ever watched any primetime wrestling? I've watched bits,
2: yeah. I feel like you've probably watched a lot more.
3: <laughs> yeah, so uh, this was like the you know weekly show before Raw was a thing and stuff. And it would just be like highlight matches, basically, of the uh, of house show circuit. And that's how they would progress their stories back then. And um, I, there was just this amazing bit uh, that I just want to share with you, so I thought it was really funny. Um, when he's sitting with Gorilla, obviously, Gorilla Monsoon. And they're talking about they're going... Um, they're in New York. They've just come to New York. They're going to do a big show at Madison Square Garden. It's brilliant. And Heenan went, oh, I love New York. They've always been really good to me in New York. Um, as we were driving in, I saw they put up a sign just for me. It said, Blue Eyes is coming to town. And um, a Gorilla goes, no, that's, that's, a, that's a sign for Frank Sinatra. And Bobby Heenan goes, uh, never heard of him. And Gorilla Monsoon goes, uh, you've never heard of Frank Sinatra? And he goes, no. And he goes, God, you'd be thrown in the river for saying that in this town. And then they sort of move on. But then you just hear Heenan go under his breath.
2: Why, was he a scuba diver? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Such an old man story. I really like that.
3: I know, but it's really funny. <laughs> it's, just, it's just such natural delivery. And, like, he's not doing it. He's not saying it. To, I mean, he obviously is, but he's that good. You know, sort of... It just looks like he's saying it to himself under his breath. Yeah. I mean, he knows everyone hears it. And he knows it pops everyone. In, yeah,
2: the guy had the best quick wit. He, he could run his mouth. Him and... Grilla Monsoon probably the greatest commentary team that wrestling's ever seen
3: fantastic and I loved him in WCW I mean it's quite sad when you read about the fact that apparently Heenan didn't particularly enjoy his time in WCW and hated Tony Shivani as well um apparently which is a shame because um, I actually really enjoyed them on commentary as well um, and thought they were really good um, I think I must have said it on here before. One of my favourite commentary lines at Starcade '94: um, It's um, uh, Terror Rising, later known as Triple H, um, against uh, Das Wunderkind, Alex Wright. And about halfway through the match, um, Heenan just goes, "Either Alex Wright's sweating, or I smell sauerkraut."
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> He, he could get anyone over, especially you. Look at Kurt Henning; the legacy that he has cemented is purely due to his time with Heenan. Um, his face run would not nearly have been successful if it had not been for the heel run with Heenan. Um,
3: he baited his way out of the Heenan family. This yo. is
2: it. This is a, if you want to talk about equivalence, when yeah. perfect because. Mr. Perfect turned on the family and Ric Flair. It was like when Batista gave the funds down to Evolution, it was like, you're doing what?
3: Yeah, it was amazing.
2: This is ridiculous. Um, And yeah, it just, that really did cement him. Whether he'd be remembered as he is without Heenan, I I doubt it. I think, yeah, I think
3: um, even, you know, even people like Andre the Giant, who of course would be well known and well remembered um because you know he's a freak of nature but um the heenan just gave him that extra layer you know really rounded his character i mean great great Carly, right it is bigger and taller and like more more impressive looking i would say than uh, andre the giant ever was
2: yeah definitely more of but- a spectacle
3: yeah, but but Great Khali didn't have someone like Bobby the Brain Heenan to mold that correctly and make sure it was presented in the right way. And as a result, we no one cares about Great Carly now, you know, and every but everyone still remembers Andre. Do you remember Great
2: Carly had the manager? Um I was watching a clip the other day of him and he was just like this this Indian dude who had really terribly fitting clothes. It's all like could, I couldn't get past what he was saying. He was just in really terribly fitting clothes and it
3: it's... it wasn't Divari, was it? No, it was who was it? It was Dvari. Da- was with Muhammad Hassan. Do you remember Muhammad yeah. Hassan? Yeah, it And then and then Daivari ended up with Kurt Angle for some reason.
2: Um, yeah, no, Devari was his manager. Oh, it was Devari. Yeah, he just he did not look good. Or was it? That's so like just stick the brown no, guy with the brown. No, guy, it was it? Ranjin Singh.
3: Oh, okay, okay, that was it. Better. He was
2: the one with the the poor. He, you know, it's another brown dude being put with another brown dude. Um, yeah,
3: but I was gonna, if it was Divari, I thought, like, you know, just throwing him from a Muslim to an Indian just because they're similar coloured, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. so WWE.
2: Oh, blessed them. Um, but, yeah, he managed him for, like, four years. That's how memorable he was. Can you remember his yeah. name? <laughs> um, but Bobby Heen Heenan, without a doubt, and anyone who says that, you know, any other commentary team is the best, JR or Jerry Lawler, no. Just go listen to Grilla Monsoon and... Um, Bobby the Brain because it's just so entertaining and I was a little bit because Bobby the Brain passed away last year um, September of last year I just don't feel feel like it got the the big uproar it should have gotten for everyone else
3: I mean it was expected that's
2: true he's been very unwell for a long time he's been
3: very unwell for a very long time and still certainly didn't die as old as people should you know uh, but and by the way, if you ever want proof that there's no God, giving a man who talks like Bobby Heenan a disease where he can no longer talk, it's is just, just horrible. Like, think, just think, right, of what an incredible podcast was stolen from us.
2: Oh, Bobby, Bobby
3: Heenan's it? podcast would have been amazing, right? If he'd been able to talk in the podcast generation. It would have been amazing. He could talk about anything. I don't care. It doesn't have to be a wrestling podcast. Just talk about what you've been up to that day. As long as it's Bobby the Braid Heenan, it would have been just wall-to-wall gold.
2: Yeah, yeah, completely. It would have been amazing. I, and he would
3: have got some amazing guests and just chatted to them. And God, it would have been so funny.
2: I swear I forget most matches, but I can remember those two doing commentary. Yeah, it's, right, exactly. Just, just there forever. So... I think that's a solid top five list. How many crossovers did we have? Three?
3: I think we've done well. I think it was three in the end. And I called it. You didn't have... Oh, no, was it... Oh, no, yeah. No, just the one, wasn't it?
2: No, no, we had Bobby the Brain, Paul Heyman, and Mr. Fuji. No, and Paul Bearer. And Paul Bearer, so it was
3: four. It was four. I was right! Damn Damn it! I said four, screw you. It was, yeah, I thought it was Fuji would be our difference, but it wasn't. It's a skirt, fuck
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is our top five for top five managers of all time. Uh, I don't think you'll argue with us, but if you want to do, you know where to find us on Twitter. And we told you the email of got got tool No, wait, gottill5 at gmail.com. Um, That's the email. And also, check us out on, we're not saying goodbye yet, but just wrapping up here um also remember to subscribe to us on wherever you listen to us if you're on iTunes make sure you give us that uh, that rating anything below five stars don't waste your time
3: yeah and and review write something it makes such a difference when you just write a few words just saying why we're wicked
2: it really helps <laughs> or we just have Richie in the corner talking about who's the intelligent one and who's the more intelligent one
3: yeah, we should have told him to go and rate. If he loves us so much, just go and go and rate. Do it, Richie. I, I haven't been paying attention. I'm still trying. am still
2: trying to figure out who's the more intelligent one.
3: I know. Well, yeah. I mean, we're both um, pretty stupid. So, I'm <laughs> <not even
2: sure. laughs> both licking windows. Quickly, um, before we move yeah, on, um,
3: I, uh, I spoke to the Milky Way Universe. Oh, yes. How about um, about their favourite managers? So we'll just quickly say some of them um who was john g says um slick m for bringing us akeem the african dream thanks for your input akeem good shout um, good shout yeah um heenan and hayman says super rains which um is obviously in very much agreement with us um i never saw the first one live he puts in he put live in bunny ears i'm not sure what that means like so were you there he, did, yeah, strange. Uh, but just the way he hyped wrestlers and encounters while finding ways to both trash and put over their opponents is amazing. This man can't speak. Um, about Heyman in today's wrestling, he is just the guy to sell matches to an audience. No one even compares to him. Fine, well done you. Um, Paulie and Paul Bearer, armoring of sleep says, well done. Um, JMC266 says, my heart says Heenan, but my head says Heyman. So it seems to be a real sort of dead heat between those two, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, um Weasel Weeze says, um Heenan hands down, um longevity and drawing at the top. Andre could have still been cheered against Hogan because he was loved, but pairing him with Heenan instantly got him accepted as number one heel. He was funny and hated. As entertaining as Heyman's current run is, nobody hates him. That's a good point. He's um He Heyman is sort of supposed to be heel, isn't he? But is really not.
2: Not at all. Yeah.
3: Although he was. I uh, think even post E C W, like, he became a top heel even though um, even though everyone still loved ECW.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's a gift. That's a gift that keeps giving. It is. Um, is that all from, from, from them? Oh, excuse me, I'm having a drink. Um, it's all I'm willing to share. Okay, good. We'll, <laughs> we'll hide the rest. Uh, so keep an eye on the Twitter page this week because we'll be announcing what um, our buy topic will be in the next coming weeks. I I don't know, actually what well, well, our
3: topic will be next by week I'm at a loss
2: I feel a bit lazy keep doing the votes I feel like we should actually do some work for ourselves for once
3: we should actually think of one yeah um, no but we do we do more of the work by doing the votes because we think of like four or five really good choices and then they have to vote on them that's even harder than just thinking of one
2: it's true actually it's true it's
3: even know. harder to do the votes they it's don't true. know what they've We're got good. Exactly. So let's do a vote again. We'll we'll stick it up in the next coming days. Universe got Milky Way. People love it, and um, and you will have it. Have it. Okay. So
2: let's talk about Elimination Chamber, which is happening this Sunday. Another good weekend of wrestling, by the way. Because what do we got? We've got um we've got some Ring of Honor New Japan crossover on Friday and Saturday. Yes, we have. Uh, what's it called again? We're calling it On a Rising. Yeah, and then we've got uh, Elimination Chamber on the Sunday. Loving it. So, to start off with, um, this feud that is odd and is classic WE. Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. It feels like it's
3: been going on for years. But they haven't actually done anything with it. No, well they had a match on Raw, the 25th anniversary of Raw. Oh yes. And it was shit, and Bray Wyatt just won clean. So that that's it, no?
2: Like, you know what would why have, are they still feuding? You're right, you, but someone pointed out to make it great, they should have had them fight from the Manhattan Centre to the Barclays Card Arena. Yes, why did they do things? There's so many missed opportunities.
3: I mean, I, I, I said before, like I did enjoy watching that Raw on telly, but... Um, but there were a lot of cool ideas that they really should have taken advantage of. It's true.
2: It's true. Um, who are you going for? That? Obviously, if you don't know the podcast, we pick who's going to be the winner. We do a vote on it. And then the winner gets Meltor bragging ratings. rights. Yeah, we well, mount ratings as well. Um, we're, I haven't discussed this with you, but we, we've kind of been dropping off with the the whole forfeits and stuff. So I feel like we were doing them too regularly. So I don't know if you want to start doing a... Um, a monthly review or a six-month review and whoever has won the most, and then we do a big four it.
3: Okay, yeah, or maybe do it with the big four. So do it with, like, Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. I like it.
2: I like it. Yeah? yeah. Okay, let's do that. Cool. Um, so who are you going for? Are you going for Woken Matt or are you going for Bray Wyatt? Uh, I'm going to go for Woken Matt. Are you?
3: Yeah, because um, I feel like they know what they've got with him, and they they're going to try to start to make him a big bigger draw, you know. And um and they Bray Wyatt is just a lost cause. I think I can't. I I loved him so much, and he's just completely falling off the face of the earth, as not he? So he I is. can't. So yeah, uh, Matt Hardy's going to win, and it's it won't be the greatest match in the
2: world. It will be a three star. Okay, I like that. Um, yeah, mad to think that Bray Wyatt was winning the. Uh, WWE Championship this time last year. That's crazy. And now he's uh, yeah again
3: wrong way round. Like I said, wrong, way round. wrong, we, we know, wrong way round. We we know. Jesse We know. Randy Orton should have won the Rumble. okay, mate. No, Randy Orton did win the Rumble. It's okay. Randy Orton hey should have won the Chamber. Bray should have won the hey Rumble. Hey
2: now, hey big guy. It's okay. Bray should have won the. I know. Mania. I know he should have. God's sake. Do you want to? They've ruined him, Max. Do you want to cuddle? Bray was Bray was so special. You want to spoon, snuggle up in my neck.
3: I do a bit. You've got a nice neck to do that. in. <laughs> it's
2: weird. It's like, you're like you're like a big cuddly giraffe. <laughs> I was saying I was saying um, that you're quite nice to cuddle because you're uh, I don't know you're you're, you're a feeble man. <laughs> it's like it's like cuddling up to a Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> it's like cuddling your real old granddad. <laughs> he'll be, he'll be leaving us soon. Um, for me. I don't know. Are there gonna be shenanigans and they're gonna to build to a WrestleMania match between the two? God when's hope Jeff, not. When's Jeff to you back? I don't know actually. It was quite a serious injury, I can't imagine for a while. Let let, let I'll I'll join you with a woke mat, but I'm I'm going barely two point five and that's being generous. Okay. Okay. Next, you have Asuka versus Nia Jax. It's a singles match, but Jesse Benz. If Jax wins, she'll be added to the WWE Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 34. I'm going to say Asuka. Sorry to interrupt, but I hate when they do bullshit like this, where they put a stipulation in to go, oh, maybe they're doing this. Show. No, no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, I'm going to say Asuka as well. And um, I think we're going to be. I think this is going to come down to Meltzer ratings and maybe the men's elimination chamber. I think, I think so. we're going to agree on everything else. Um, Ask is definitely going to win. She's going to stay undefeated, and she's going to win the title at WrestleMania as well. Um, and yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's just a filler match, isn't it? To sort of give take us something to do. Mania. Yeah, and I I don't understand why. Is there really that amount of people that watch wrestling that don't watch NXT when they watch Liar Jax? Say things like "Asuka's never beaten me" and stuff, and they just totally accept it because that was quite a big program
2: in, um, it was. in NXT. It was. It really was. Um, yeah. So, what do what you think? We saw
3: it, didn't we, at um, NXT Plymouth a
2: couple of years ago? Was that the match at Plymouth?
3: Yeah, we saw Asuka versus Nia oh.
2: I don't remember a and lot from Plymouth.
3: Yeah, it was. It was good. Um, that was the main event. Was. Um, Samoa Joe and Austin Aries against um, Nakamura and Finn Balor.
2: Oh yeah, and Samoa Joe did the um, the wanking gesture and then came on the crowd and it's like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah,
3: he did. <laughs> yeah, he did, because people were chanting you fat bastard at him, weren't they? And he just, like, and he, he just turned around and, and said... But, no, but but before he did that, he said something like... Um, he said something like, I'm making more money than you or something like that and then did that song. Just
2: all, all the, all the chants that night were on form, they were doing the... Jordan, Jordan, give us a wave. That one. Yeah. And uh, he just didn't understand what was happening. Um, no. And then Gable gave a wave, and that was very popular. And then my favourite was Finn. Finn didn't give a wave. <laughs> and then he got in the mic ages. afterward, and he went, here's the wave. And everyone yeah. just lost their shit. That's how you send people happy. Give them a wave in no, Plymouth. He,
3: he did give him a wave mid-match as well. So Finn was ignoring it for ages, and it wasn't until his hot tag... When he came in and like hit loads of moves and did really well, and then just stood up and gave everyone a regal style wave. That was awesome. Beautiful. That was a weird venue, that Plymouth one. It was cool. I, we will never, ever see people like wrestlers like that in a venue that small ever again. No, it was. We're, we're very lucky to have seen people like Nakamura, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Asuka. Um, seeing people like that in a venue that tiny
2: was awesome. Yeah, guys that are headlining WrestleMania this year. Yes, exactly. Absolutely mad. Anyway, star rating for Asuka.
3: Um, Asuka and IJAX will be two point
2: seven five. Mm, loving it, loving it. Um, I'm going to go two point five. I don't okay. think they have good chemistry. I, th- oh, I thought
3: I thought they had good chemistry in NXT, but there's something about Asuka on the main roster that she hasn't quite found her groove yet. I think
2: it's like Shinsuke as well. Why is Shinsuke yeah. being kept off TV for two weeks?
3: they have this weird thing they think well if you overexpose people they're gonna get bored of them and it's like well n- no let's not look at think back to your most popular time when like stone cold was your biggest hero and it, it was the raw was the stone cold show like every segment everything stone cold was just kicking ass and people loved it just do that do that and make a fucking star
2: that that would be the logic
3: yeah, but it's not, is it? That Nowadays, they think... And Rusev as well. How over is Rusev? And they've kept her off telly for like two weeks now.
2: Yeah, it, it's dumb, is what it is. It's just dumb. It is. Next, we have the Elimination Chamber for the Raw Women's Championship. I feel like they haven't been banging on as much about this being once... Maybe I just haven't been paying attention to it this time. Um, but it feels like they haven't been banging on as much
3: about it being the first women's elimination chamber and yeah. we're making history and let's pat ourselves on the back and yeah. yeah um no you're right and I like that because you're, that's how it should be just just get on with it you know all these
2: women shouldn't be hugging and going oh we're making history together it's like no you hate each other just fight exactly so in this match Alexa Bliss walks in as champion against Bailey, Mandy Rose Mickey James Sasha Banks and Sonya Deville um
3: I'm gonna go Sasha Banks Um, just because I really want to see Sasha Banks versus Asuka. And it's a match that I don't think has happened, has it? Oh, no, it did did happen, didn't it? On um, the Raw after the Rumble, actually. Yes. Um, And, yeah, Sasha took one of her standard scary Sasha bumps where everyone thought she was dead for a second.
2: (laughs) It was a very good match, though. I really did enjoy it.
3: No, no, it was, and I want more. So I want that match at Mania, and um, so I want Sasha Banks to
2: win. Okay, rating...
3: Um, I think they'll do pretty well. I think they'll do three point five.
2: Okay, uh, this is really quite sad because I'm. I don't know, Alexa going into Mania. I like
3: Alexa a lot, and I wouldn't mind if she retained it. No, retained
2: it. <laughs> retained it. All. Um, I, I I agree with you. I I think Sasha Banks. I think that's the better match that they can put on for WrestleMania, and I think yeah. they know it. I don't think Alexa and Asuka have got the best chemistry between them. Um, so I think that will be yeah I'm I'm going Sasha as well and I think it'll be pretty good Um, so I'm going 3.75 nice this is close my friend Uh, finally we come to the elimination chamber to see who will challenge for the WWE Universal Championship at Wrestlemania 34 we have Braun Strowman versus Elias versus Finn Balor versus John Cena versus Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins versus The Miz holy shit have they built this match so well I don't know They've done a good job No they've done a great job at this Like John Cena Having the I'm the No longer the face of the company I need to prove That I can get to Wrestlemania still Elias with the Out of nowhere Super fandom Braun Strowman Destroying everything that moves And has a shot at beating Brock Lesnar
3: And the fans love him
2: Fans love him Seth Rollins With the whole comeback story And solo Um, Roman Reigns Roman Reigns uh, the only one that doesn't really make sense is The Miz.
3: Now, what about Finn? Did you mention Finn? I did
2: mention Finn. Um, Finn wanting to never lost Universal Championship and wanting yeah. to regain it. I feel like in this match, we're going to... I know you want Finn to win, but it's not going to happen. I'm really sorry. They're going to build towards Finn and Miz at Mania, which is going to be fantastic, because I loved watching them on Raw.
3: Yeah, it's, it seems to be the way, doesn't it? And you could have um, the Miztourage and the club sort of in their respective corners, which would be pretty cool. Exactly. Um, yeah, I know. So do, do we, like...
2: W- despite all of this, we know Roman's going to win, right? I don't know. Like, Roman went out first in the Gauntlet match. Um, he didn't have a great showing at the Rumble. I don't know. I, I, I It would be s- dumb, for him to kind of win this out of kind of nowhere, I don't know how yeah. they'd build that story. Um For him to face Brock, the the logical ones for me is Braun and Seth at the moment.
3: But uh, yeah, I. It's so difficult, isn't it? Um You go first. What are you going to say?
2: <sighs> I'm going Braun because I want Braun and Brock. Really, I want Braun and Brock. Okay. So, but I feel like there will be shenanigans where this the universal type match will turn into a fatal three way or a fatal four way over the next yeah, coming weeks. I can see it's, that happening. It's not going to be a one on one against Brock. They've got too
3: many. They've got too many big stars, really, haven't they? To to not do that, it's do you know huge.
2: I mean? Like I, I, can see. Obviously, the the rumblings is Undertaker's coming back um, to face Cena, which Ugh. no, God.
3: How sorry for the Undertaker did you feel on the last um, WWE 24, about the last Mania? Oh, when
2: he, when he came down and his eyes were looking up and he could still hear the crowd. Yeah. Fuck, and was... even
3: before that, when he's just looking like a fat old man in his flowery shirt in the car, driving to the venue. Yeah.
2: And he knew that wasn't his best and that's how he shouldn't have gone out. And he said, you could see it in them old, almost immediately after the match where he went, I could have done better. That could have yeah. been a better send-off, you know. And I feel like he's going to keep coming back until he gets that final match that he feels like he's deserved. And, you know... He'll never do it. He can't do it. Like, I know he's had the surgery now and he's been working out and he's feeling good, but whether that can kind of transpire, I don't know.
3: He's a very old man. He's a
2: very old... He's done a lot of shit. When you
3: Exactly. You, and he's six foot ten. Like, bodies that tall aren't supposed to be that active at that age. No, you know
2: exactly. I mean? And you kind of... It's weird, like, the more years go on, the more you start giving it a pass until you go back and watch Undertaker seven years ago. Six, seven years yeah. ago, and you go, holy shit, dude was in shape and he could go. Yeah. Like, really go.
3: Him <laughs> and Brock had some alright stuff a couple of years ago, didn't they? Not not Mania, obviously. But, no. The Hell in a Cell was like, good. The Hell in a Cell was good. Apart from the weird ending, I enjoyed their SummerSlam match as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, kicking the dick.
3: Yeah, dick kick. And when they both sat up at the same time and Taker did that crazy laugh
2: face, that was good. <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> so in this match, yeah, I, I see Finn and Miz pairing off. Something happening with Cena. And then I, I don't want Elias to kind of get lost in, you know, lost in the shuffle, really. But I don't, That this is the problem with, because K- you asked me the other week to book my WrestleMania card and mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. You never got back to me, yeah. You yeah, me. I just went, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> because there's too many people. There's far too many people on the roster. Yes. Yeah. Way too many. Way too many. Uh, so Braun Strowman for me, and with the amount of talent in that, I think we're going to see a four-star match. Okay. Nice. Um, I am going to go. I don't know. Should I go?
3: Should I go cynical, or should I go back to my childhood?
2: Um, both of those are troubling sentences. I I, go go cynical.
3: Go cynical. Okay, I'm gonna go Roman Reigns then. Okay. But I don't want it to. I if you told me to go back to my childhood I would have gone Finn because I'm just a massive Finn mark at the moment and I just want him to win everything. I haven't been this invested in a wrestler for years. And but so I will be supporting and loving Finn, but my cynical booking head and knowing what the WWE's like, they're gonna go for Roman and it's risky. um, I hope it isn't the case. If Finn wins now, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> um, I hope it isn't the case, but I feel like WWE will go with Roman. And I agree with you. There's a lot of talent in there, and it'll be a good match. And I'm. What did you say? Four. I'm going to go four point two five. That's like point.
2: This is a close one. There's 0.25 in every single one. Yeah. Ooh Ooh, my. Um, so we'll see what happens this Sunday. And currently, we stand at one apiece. I got New Beginning. You got whatever. How last WWE pay per view was. Rumble, rumble. That was it. Oh, that was a close one. So we'll see who is going to take the lead after the Elimination Chamber. Um, hey, when's when's Fastlane? I don't know actually, because if it's next
3: week, we're in trouble. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we might just have to put production fifth t- uh, of March. So well, we might we sh- we'll be fine. We'll be oh, fine. we're okay. We got a show before then. All right, wicked. Oh wait, do we? Yeah. February fifth of March. That doesn't sound right. That's a Monday. Well, it'll be the 4th of March, then, eh? No, it's literally listing it as the 5th of March here. Date 5th uh, of March. That must be wrong. Yeah, it must be the 4th. But. Oh, no, so. Oh, wait, have a look at Fastlane 2017. Oh, you moron. <laughs> um, so that will be on March 11th. Oh, cool. So we have got a show before yeah. then. Wicked. They've done that nicely for I us. Like... Thanks, guys. No, we planned this, man. Shut up we planned it around us ah yes because they listen to our booking ideas I forget exactly. I forget um, well that was fun I, it was I, I, that was nice. a lovely chat Jesse and um, thank you for, to podcast, Steve for um, not only nominating us but thank you to the fans for Picking us out. Voting. voting, that's the one. Um, us to be the best guest that he had all year.
3: That's, that's We're award winners. And he sent us a private message telling us we'd won. And his exact words were, we won by a landslide.
2: Fucking landslide, he said. A fucking landslide. Let's, let's just get the, let's get the punctuation in there. Um, <laughs> condolences to the other competitors. Yeah, sorry you're so shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're just hoping up. haven't listened this far, haven't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, we'll be back in two weeks time obviously stay tuned for all our social medias over the next week because we do chat random shit throughout the week and it's it's a good it's a good hoot that we have on there so follow us everywhere at Got Till Five you can search for us and we'll be about any comments questions or queries please send them in talk to us we like having chats with you guys Um, you keep kind of popping up out of nowhere and we don't know what to do with you so yeah we'd like to actually have conversations with you more and um, yeah best managers there'll be a twitter vote this week so stay tuned for that sweet baby Jesus, nice one love you
3: all he's Max Curtin I'm Jesse Benz
4: bye bye now Bye. bye
0: you have until the count of five
1: I happen to love the number five
4: a beautiful number, a glorious number, you got to the count of five.